0: Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. We're a drinking podcast. we the comic book problem. Shit the shit
1: out of it. No, we we can
0: Well,
2: here we are. Here we are. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh we are re- starting our month of uh well, we're starting a new, new sort of thing. We're picking a cuttail, and then we are going to be theming our books around that. In some cases this month, I think we did well. In some cases we had good intentions and maybe it didn't work out that well, but we shall see. Um so we started to do decided to do a live oh, first off, we have uh three of the four members of the normal podcast here. We have Adam, we have Todd, we have me, I am Brian. Hey, how yep. are you? So, uh, first cocktail we are doing this month, um, we are doing the Mai Tai, partially because uh, it was the first tiki cocktail I can really find. Um, uh, No, I want to say Trader Sam's. It's not Trader Sam's. It's Don the Beachcomber uh, had a bunch of drinks that he called his Rum Rhapsodies, but I couldn't find any actual recipes for any of those. So, in the history of tiki drinks, one of the next big things is the invention of the Mai Tai. The Mai Tai is sort of like a big, you know, watershed mark as far as... Uh, tiki's go. Or, uh, tiki drinks go. So, the Mai Tai that we are going to be drinking this month uh, is from uh, a home bartender that uh, I visited their uh, their home bar, a very lovely Tiki bar, in their basement in, uh, I think, Lehigh, Utah. So, um, Wait,
0: they allow al- alcohol in Lehigh?
2: You have to keep it hidden. It's why it's a basement bar. It's like a speakeasy.
0: So, keep it secret. Keep it safe. kind of like the wondering. Yeah, don't okay. ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> See, after Pride Month, we go back to don't ask, don't tell. So, yeah, that's... Sure. Uh, Actually, quite appropriate for this. Yes, so. it is. We are in July. We are in it's, July. It's actually Pride Wrath Month now. It, so. Yes, or uh, Gay Wrath Month. I don't know. When's Gay Greed? Christmas? Uh, December? That's dis- no, that's actually good. Yes, the December. Um, see, Halloween is technically Gay Christmas, so I'm not sure what sin would go with that. <laughs> lust. Uh, lust is just the Gay lifestyle. So
2: I get it. Well, you're trying to get all seven deadly sins in there, right?
0: There should be twelve deadly sins. That way, we can have one for each month. That's true. Oh, well. I'll, have come, I'll have to come up with the extra five. I'm sure there's somewhere. I'm there. sure. I'm sure. There are an extra
2: couple of gay deadly sins. I just like, heard watching Halloween
1: Day. looking at Adam going, Sexy Ninja Turtle. Okay. What's, Someone's what's tried to pull that off before. And I'm sure they you have to do just it. Bring it. bikini. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, mask around the eyes. Uh huh. Um, leather wristbands.
0: That's right. You could do sexy. Or oh, you have a leather harness to hold up your, your weapons. and your weapons Yeah. Can you build those. There you go. Yeah. Build a weapon there or Harness. Yeah. You could do sexy Ninja Turtle. Cool. What's You're <laughs> welcome. Let me do sexy Yoda, though. I think sexy Yoda would be hard to pull off. What about sexy splinter? Mm. I mean, furries are a thing. <laughs>
2: well, also, I'm sure there's a gay porn there somewhere, like a you know, sure. a porn parody. So I'm sure not a gay porn, but like a porn parody somewhere. So I'm sure it can be found. We can figure out what
0: somebody did it. <laughs> Google with safe search off. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do not send us the pictures. We're not that. Did interested. I ever tell you I don't that, so, know
0: I had a roommate whose boyfriend's roommate, Waiter we there, worked at a porn shop up in LA. Yeah. So one day he came over and he had a giant box of porn in VHS tapes on the left. This is a long okay. time ago of all the stuff that would not sell. Like, this Mm -hmm. was in the bargain bin, 50 cents, would not sell. So Mm -hmm. I'm upstairs reading comics like a good Christian woman that I am. A Uh Spider-Man comic, actually. And I hear someone uproar. They're all just laughing like crazy downstairs. So I go down. I think I've actually told the story on the podcast. uh, And I look at the TV... And it's a video of a guy on a little hill fucking an inflatable lion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just said, okay, and I went outside and smoked. So I wonder why that didn't yeah. sell. So. I don't know. I mean, there's... The, I, I will never kink shame, but apparently there just weren't that many people in LA into fucking inflatable lions. I
2: guess so. if if you're into fucking inflatable animals, you don't need porn. You can just do it when you
0: want.
1: But maybe you um, can't find... friend fight. that would gift um, love use to people for their birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> EWE. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> he says he had given out like a dozen of them over the years. And I'm just like, I'm not surprised at all.
2: I mean, if you if you I wonder if you like got, found like a buy one get one free sale or something like that,
1: bought a bunch up and then He said he would go to Persian Peacock to pick them up. Uh-huh. So, Persian Peacock. <laughs> oh, that is a uh, out of business. It used to be the uh the store in Logan, Utah. That was the head shop and adult store on yeah, Main okay. Street. Yeah,
2: okay. Now <laughs> there's Dr. Dr- John's is still on Main Street. Oh, is that Okay. Yeah, it's still there by this by the uh, uh, Arctic Circle. It looks like it's closed, but I'm sure that's just because people are parking elsewhere in the parking lot and walking over, so no one from church sees their car in the parking lot. Yeah. Even though they're all about
0: fucking after marriage. So, anyways, different conversation. <clears throat> so
2: we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, it's because Jesus will be there next week. Jesus, the Jesus. Okay. The Jesus. So anyway, uh, so this mai tai. It is one ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of orange liqueur, quarter ounce of orjat a uh, quarter ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of dark rum, one ounce of white rum, and uh, you put that all in a mint, or in a shaker, shake the shit out of it, and you garnish with mint. Um, and this is the best Mai Tai that I have personally had. It's very, very tasty. Uh, second best is at uh, Ray's Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, there's one in uh, in uh, Anaheim, California. Uh, you know, I don't
0: think I've ever had a Mai Tai, now that I think about it. They're good. They're I may I've had like a version of one, like a different kind of take, but that doesn't sound yeah. familiar. My ahead,
1: uh, So I was on a carnival cruise, you know, the party cruise, and we were doing a shore excursion, and they were like, oh, we have a free open bar. Order whatever you want. And with the shore excursion, it was a guy with a red cooler, and he had bottles of blue, bottles of red, bottles of green. And you ordered whatever you wanted, and just the ratio of those three bottles would change. <laughs> so... <laughs> So when I hear Mai tie, I'm just thinking of those bottles. You're like, okay, time. that's that's half blue, half red. That's a Mai Tai. <laughs> and then you got purple drink. Yeah, it didn't matter what you ordered. It was a combination of those three things. You're like, open bar. And I'm like okay that's like, this is my rendition of the mai tai and you're like, yeah well you are it was, technically correct it was just <laughs> uh
0: kool-aid with vodka in it and they're just like mixing it all together so
1: pretty much i mean it was a pretty lo- i mean it was wet you could taste the booze sweet what more do you want
2: <laughs> sugar and alcohol that's all you're it looking was for.
1: sugar and alcohol with a touch of citrus there you go so but no that sounds delicious we should
2: make that yeah, that's the game plan maybe next week when i re- come over to your house to record we'll do that okay i was I gonna make it for this week and then i realized I needed to make sure I had the rums and I
0: don't know if I have both rums. What is Orjat?
2: Orjat is uh it is a almond liqueur, not liqueur. Oh it's a it's a mixer. It acts it really is sort of like um
1: it's MSG for tiki drinks.
2: Yes, it really oh, is. Okay. Like it will blend everything together, but it's it's yeah, it's almond sort of flavored.
0: Uh oh, yeah. Thing.
1: But it really, if you just think about it as like you just put it on and it's a little bit like MSG yeah. for tiki drinks, it's that's how yes. you an
0: MSG is amazing. So I used it in my uh, Sloppy Joe's last night. Yeah, so it's it's the thing that magically makes it taste good. So what's the one that's like a vinegar-based one? Because I was at Lucky 13 and got a drink that had some ingredient that was a vinegar-based something, and it was disgusting because I don't like vinegar, but I still finished it because it was like 15 bucks.
1: Uh, There's uh number. So probably the brand was probably SOM, S-O-M. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of vinegar-based mixers. You can see them at like Caputo's carries them. I think it's regionally local kind of a deal. If that's what Utah has added to the beverage... i say regionally like tri-state area, regional kind of a deal.
2: Still, so that's a western state thing. That's just disappointing that that's what we've added to the canon.
1: Like... Yeah, so, but S-O-M for some. But yeah, they do a lot of a bit more of that. So the idea is you can add in your sweet and some of your other things, but you're not starting off overly sweet to begin with. Because a lot for a lot of mixed drinks, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's liquor and sugar. And there's a good mixed drink, a good tiki drink, is so much more than just liquor and sugar. I,
2: and I get that you're going for the balance. I get that. But, like, it's interesting to start off with vinegar.
0: Yeah, I need to go find out because it was it was just the name of, like, what was added to it. And I don't think it was Somme, but it was weird. I never heard of it. That's why when I saw this uh, recipe for, with Arja, I was like, is uh-huh. that the same stuff that's gross? So I can't remember what it is now. I'll, no, Arja's really good. Yeah, I'll find it and let you know what it is as we go further. Okay. I'm just going to Lucky 13 site. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay, well, while we're looking into that, uh, does anybody have a drinking game rule for this week? I do. Okay, what's yours? Alright.
0: Who am I? Uh, every time Spawn wonders, he complains about his memory being gone and trying to remember things.
2: Okay, uh, um, right. mine is, I saw it on the television. Every time you have a, a, a shot of the three different TV stations. With the one guy jumping channels, I don't know if anybody else noticed that or not. Mm-hmm. The third guy who does the opinion is on a different channel, like, every week. Um, sure. I'm sure there's, I'm sure that's a, on purpose, but
1: it was just funny that it was Difference. Mine is that is so 90s. Oh, yeah. So every time you're seeing pouches, needless pouches everywhere. Yeah. And then references, just the art style. And then you have all these references. I was kind of surprised on how many other Image Comics references were being made. Yes. Within these first six issues. Oh, so, we, sh- we should get into what book we're doing and why we're no, doing No, let that, them but... figure it out.
2: Okay. So we are doing uh, what I'm considering the first trade of Spawn. It's the first. Six issues mm-hmm. of spawn part of the reason why we did it is because we have the first tiki drink that we can find we also have one of the first uh spawn or spawn but also uh the first image comics um mm-hmm. so like the beginning of that whole line because i don't know you could argue about like the first superman versus the early i don't know there, there are other first comic books for comic book lines but this right, is the, the tiki most drinks
1: came later in the cocktail world yeah image line it came later in the cock this is among the first My tie was one of the famous first, but yeah. So this all falls in line. And Spawn is
2: kind of one of the famous first, yeah. So yeah, falls in line.
1: And what's interesting is how
0: tame this is compared to comics today. I remember when this came out, like I was, I was still very, very studios. Yeah, I was very very. still sheltered going to the like the Baptist school and stuff mm-hmm. and I remember this was brought up specifically like in one of I remember this like it was a sermon all about spawn by That's some was up there raging about it how it's this demon thing and blah 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 Um and I was talking with Brian before you got here Todd was that I have watched the three season HBO, On series. HBO? they're yes. great oh it's fantastic yeah uh- um, so when I went back to look at this I was kind of expecting that show as faithful as mm-hmm. it was and I was like oh this is like nothing it's like going back and watching the original Halloween and you could appreciate it for or the way it moved the slasher genre and horror genre forward, but it is so tame compared to anything we've got nowadays. I think the worst thing you've seen is a pair of boobs for like two seconds. Yeah. So that's what, that was what was most surprising for me, having never read this, to go back and be like, oh, this is nothing. Like they were yeah. just, it was just like the, the demon scare of the 80s all over again.
2: Well, yeah. And it was also one of those things where like I was looking at it going, like, it does feel very 90s, but it was, it was still good enough that I'm like, I understand why this became popular. I like, because mm-hmm. every once in a while, we, We've read something that's especially for 90s stuff that was very specific to the 90s and um it doesn't necessarily hold up like it was very right. shocking for whatever it was and it was doing stuff, but like it's that doesn't really hold up today this for the most part holds up like the only thing that's sort of distracting from this are a few of the references and the art is very stuck in the uh, not stuck it is it is quintessential 90s because everyone was trying to imita- imitate this mm-hmm. afterwards Um, which a drinking game rule could also be excess lines like every time there's just an excessive amount of lines um in some cases yeah, I i'm looking like at is, is it the
0: Satan dude's mephisto or something like that if i'm looking at a picture of him I'm like there's like 50 billion lines in this face
2: yeah so it's uh but for the most part i liked it it also i i agree i i thought he was a demon from hell and then i'm like he's not really a demon from hell he's sort of just i don't know it was very funny he wasn't it wasn't as dark as i was expecting it is definitely more tame
1: than i was expecting but. so that there, the violator is an interesting character i just oh, remember yeah. him from the original john like was Zamo from the movie. Mm -hmm. Played that character as that, you know, short, fat clown that became this big monster. The other thing, like, you brought up earlier about the TV shows, and where you've got the pundits talking, and you have pages of that. That totally reminded me of Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, Right. So, you've got things being filled. So, what's interesting to watch, I was going through here, is you've got references to references. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is so 90s, and then it was staring at seminal work from the 80s, and just kind of standing on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. perhaps a little bit, or tropes that were being picked up, right? But that kind, in modern day comics, the nine panel grid seems to be mm-hmm. all the rage for a number of creators. Mm-hmm. This kind of fills that niche mm-hmm. of that grid layout because what you have is these series of just heads with mm-hmm. word balloon, yeah, vomit going on and going back and forth. So you're getting a lot of exposition. This is it just another method of exposition? But it was very much there. So
2: I will say for something written by an artist. Right. It was more wordy than I was expecting. And also just better written in general. Like a lot of times I don't expect there are some artists who are truly great writers, but it's not always the the norm, you mm-hmm. know. And so I was pleasantly because, like, I don't know, every inner like I've never read this before, but I've seen interviews with Todd McFarland before. And to be fair, he's a little pompous on a lot of these interviews that I've read or I've seen. And so I thought, dude, this guy's got an ego on him. And I'm like, but then I watched this and I'm like, but he is very good. So it's like not that it's completely good. unfounded, but you know, like, yes, he's a pompous. Pompous ass, but like he actually, he's, he's also pretty good at what he does. Well, and if you look it's at brilliant.
0: Spawn too, oh, good.
1: Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I'll go fit in. Go ahead.
0: Well, if you look at Spawn, it's kind of like it kicked off a whole new genre of comics. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's why everyone goes back and says, hey, let's look at Spawn, is how revolutionary it was for the time because it was, you know, we had the gritty, like you said, from Dark Knight Rise Returns and stuff, but I can't, it's almost like one of those turning points where after this, nothing was the same. It was like, it, it, yeah, so he is a pompous ass, but he kind of earned the, the right to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And like thing is like i guess i didn't realize that he'd earned that right until i actually read the book and then i'm like oh yeah okay i kind of i get where you're coming from being a pompous ass
1: right so when i read these what i have is the compendium response right here and it's mm-hmm. just the first 50 issues in a volume right there mm-hmm. but i also have it for um the darkness which is by mark silvestri and uh image right one of those very similar ones with the image mm-hmm. and even witch plate and i i flipped through those as well and what's interesting here is i'm going to call this book Rest- Strained mm. in comparison to like The Darkness. The Darkness was al- almost core porn mm-hmm. for much of it, and plot lines, yeah, about in line there, right? <laughs> and with the crazy lines and everything else, and this Spawn right here holds up, in my opinion, way better than The Darkness does. Witchblade, in some ways, is a bit better, but The Darkness is just, how far can we push it, and then you go, oh, let's take three steps back, and this is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, spawn seemed to already Start there, and he um, still knew his market because it is very. Oh, look, it's edgy, but it's still for twelve-year-olds. Yeah, right. And Spawn hits that spot. I feel pretty well.
0: Okay. I I never read The Darkness, but I did play the game on PS3. Okay. Because I was, I was like, that sounds familiar, and it has like I was just remembering back, way back in the day when it first came out. That was one of the earlier. And you guys
2: say The Darkness, and I just think of I believe in a thing
0: called love. I was thinking of that too at first. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So. Two questions. So, Todd, since you so you finished the whole compendium, right? The first fifty. I've, issues? I've, I have
1: not finished this. No, I've just oh, okay.
0: No, I'm trying to figure out, it out. I'm trying to figure out what the countdown is. Oh, is it's like it's how much of his life he has left. Oh, based on how much of his power he's used. Yeah, that that's that, that's the countdown of the power. Okay, used. I was wondering if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other one was so I know I read the the foreword by uh, Todd McFarlane and he was saying mm-hmm. that he he knows how Spawn's going to end, but hope it never gets there. Yeah, oh, yeah that's that's from the game. Uh, or the game from that
1: did has is Spawn still running? Because I don't ever. It's, it's still going. He's had launched the Spawn Universe, so you have Gunslinger Spawn, you have King Spawn, and then you have the main Spawn title. Okay, and he's brought in, so it's now running three or four different books simultaneously. Right?
2: Is now. that still from Image, or is he under his own title
1: now? it's still Image. What was interesting with it? It's just it's just Image is what his is. Well, mm-hmm. like the Darkness is under Top Cow mm-hmm. of what right there, and Witchblade is also Top Cow. That's like Mark. Sylvestri. So, McFarlane's an interesting dude. But yeah, it's he's just not needing to say as much there. Is but, he uh, still actively involved with writing and drawing it? Or is he... Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. Okay, so he's been a busy boy. He hasn't been write, uh, drawing as much, but he typically writes and or well, at least plots it out. Well, because he's got to
0: be, what, in his 50s or 60s by now? Uh-huh. And it's um, broken
1: 300 issues. So, he is... Yeah. There's now... He was with... Spawn is going long enough so he did issue 300 of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm, and he yes. did issue 300 of Spawn. And he's like, Spider-Man was a big deal. I just did it with my own thing. So there was pretty much McFarlane going on. And then it took a big sales boost. What's been interesting with Spawn in recent years, the sales have been low, right? Don't quote me on this, but selling, you know, 18 to 25,000 monthly titles. So it still moves, just nothing in the high volume. And then it bumped up around 300 to like 50-60 for a little bit there. And then he launched his own Spawn universe. And we're going to see how it goes. But King Spawn and Gunslinger Spawn. Gunslinger Spawn has a lot of fun imagery going on with it.
2: Is it like Cowboy Gunslinger?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spawn
2: in the Old West?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Interesting. I could see the validity in that.
1: Right. It so, is
2: interesting that you could I, I mean, 300 issues That that's a lot of of books
1: yeah. to read. It, it is like, a whole 25 years with books <laughs> so three yeah. and unbroken it's not been he hasn't i say hasn't skipped it's uh continuous he hasn't reset it he hasn't rebooted it he hasn't restarted it there hasn't been extended breaks to my knowledge mm-hmm. it just keeps coming amongst all the other things he does i mean he's the president of image he's got his um toy line is it hot toys is that his or mcfarland toys
2: mcfarland toys I think. He's McFarlane Toys. he has yeah.
1: mcfarland toys where he does sports toys and he's doing a big um batman run in toys lately he's been doing so yeah Yeah. He is a busy guy. That's for sure. But yeah. yeah. yeah, So hot toys is Howard can. Oh, okay. So with spawn here, who is spawn? Let's talk about this guy from the nineties. He was a spec ops guy that, you know, got double crossed and killed. And Mm -hmm. I love my wife. I'll agree to anything to see my wife again. And he made a bad deal. Lost his memories, just images of his wife, but didn't even know her name or saying, I need to find this person. Yeah. And he's a character that's kind of burned flush. but can't look like himself. And he's, yeah, that, to, that was an interesting thing,
2: at least for this time frame in the 90s, where the main character is technically an African-American. Absolutely. But from the get-go. From the get-go. Early go. on. Yep. Always was. Mm-hmm. But he can't look like himself. He has to look like, a, like, if he tries to look human, he looks like a white guy. Right. Which I
1: think is very interesting. That mm-hmm. That is really fascinating. I was going, huh. Yeah. So, yeah, he's horribly burned as himself, but mm-hmm. he could put on a mask of a costume as a white guy. Mm-hmm. And his uh, powers are not always so uh, reliable.
2: Well, and I also just like this idea that there is a a limit to your powers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, the guy has special skills as a mercenary, so there's reason for him not to use his powers. Right. So then you now have Yeah,
0: he references that, too. He's like, I don't need to use my powers. I can just go do this. Yeah. So now
2: you have a superhero who it's in their best interest to not necessarily use their superpowers. Um, Right. So the constraint
1: is nice. Yeah. Right. From a storytelling perspective is you can't overpower things because then stories get boring. Yeah. Um, That's always a challenge with Superman is, it can't just be, a you know, who can do the bigger punch, because you have to approach it from more of an emotional standpoint, or how do you neutralize that? Mm -hmm. So, with this, is you've got kind of built in of, I've got this, but not too much of it, so I've got to be careful when I do do this. And, that constraint has provides great options for that storytelling. So, you've got this character that is still trying to figure out who he is, trying to figure out he knows he needs to find and do something, and he's stuck under a bad gig that he has stuck with. And it's not that he's doing bad things per se, but he's very much an anti-hero in mm-hmm. this situation. So, well, I think what McFarland did very well, which uh, is the establishment of, here is this cool character with great abilities, but also great restraint, and it's not here is this magic rock that will just make it so you don't have this. It's just kind of, you know, built mm-hmm. in from his power source or whatnot, is the whole structure of this character, his backstory, and his identity. Well, well well done, mm-hmm. And I really um, enjoy that aspect of it. The You know, the the artistry itself is very much a period of its time. Yeah. Right. And you can say what you want about it, but everyone was trying to look like it. So you're like, oh, that looks like tropey from the 90s. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so this it is else. what created the trope. So this is what <laughs> created the tropes, you know, if, you know, as 90s, you can say between them all like Jim Lee and Jim Lee has lasted the best of, of Jim Lee and McFarlane are the two that have continued to have output and stand up in mm-hmm. over the years. Right slash reinvent themselves. And it's, I get it. This one stands up. I mean, sure, there's things that shows its age, but no, I think it's remarkably well done. Also, a big Capullo start. I mean, he later on and did a 60-issue run of Batman and a bunch of other things, but you have a lot of Capullo art later on. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I
0: mean, it, it, I always say the highest praise I can give something is that I want to go read more, and I definitely mm-hmm. do. I mean, I have to go look on Comicsology because this one was, you know, free to borrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm interested in getting past the point that I already know the story of. From the right. HBO series because like reading this, it was almost beat for beat, the exact same thing, just with, you know, less swearsies and uh nudity. So uh it's kinda like with Heartstopper, like I want to go read the books and get further than where I am in this T V series because that's this part of the story that'll be new to me. So uh no, I, I definitely want to go read more and it, it is a product of its time, but it, it's still a really fun and engaging story. And yeah, like you said, I like the thought of a hero who has who is powerful, but the whole with great power comes great responsibility ties into how long you can live. So yeah. And there's right. uh, that just that limitation is
2: very interesting.
0: Yeah. And I fully, fully support killing child murderers. So
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think everyone's probably well, not everyone, but I'm sure most people are in agreement with that one.
0: Well, if they're they're not, they're wrong. So <laughs>
2: yeah. Or you know, they have some sort of moral code that prevents, you know, death of any kind. But you know, I I, I don't care. I know.
0: <laughs> you just have to kids, you should die. Simple as that. So
2: agreed. So um I think that's probably a good spot to finish this up with. Um, let's do some great. Uh We're going to do stars um, out of
0: five. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your grade? I'll do four and a half. I really liked it. Like I said, the best uh, compliment I can give something is that I want to go read more, um, and I do. So, good job, Todd McFarland. Yeah. Uh, Todd, what is yours?
1: Four stars. I mean, it's a fun read. It's being well-established. So I'm flipping through it some more. Yeah, it's very 90s. The um, You can see it's early computer coloring with mm-hmm. some of it, because you're like, oh, look, they're learning how to do a little bit of gradient in the background <laughs> and whatnot. And you can yeah. see <laughs> see it CG, but if anything, it, I would be curious, uh, uh, as much heresy as it does get, a modern recolored again, mm. what would the lines and whatnot look like? Because I'm flipping through and the coloring is people as much as anything, they're like, oh, this feels like an old comic book, and it's it, it's the coloring. Like, even Saga of the Swamp thing, you can put um, original coloring next to modern coloring, and it transforms it into, um, it ma- makes it feel like a different era in many ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. because his art is three-dimensional and awesome but yeah that, with that being said it's still it's four stars I recommend it's like oh Spawn Thing what is that and I'm like yeah go give it a read it holds up
2: okay um, I'm probably gonna go I'm gonna go with Adam, I'm gonna go with four and a half I really like this book um, way more than I was expecting I kind of went yeah. in with the um, I don't want to say a negative attitude I'd like to think that I approach most of our books open minded but I think I definitely did had some baggage as far as 90s books goes because sometimes I've found them to be uh, lacking in plot because um, the artist was king in the 90s and sometimes the writing is not great, but this was actually, I thought, good and interesting, and like although it was episodic from uh, issue to issue, it still held my attention and kept me going. I think some of that backstory and the the plot device helps with that. Um, There's some other books we've read this month that, like, uh, I enjoyed, but I have a problem with sort of too episodic, like when each issue is its own. It doesn't pull me through to keep me reading issues as quickly. A lot of times I take a break in between issues if it's, um, like, you know, each issue is a different sort of mild storyline.
1: It's like Um, someone Waits for the trade.
2: Uh, yeah, like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but like uh, this one, I still was interested
0: and in, kind of read through all of it in one sitting and really enjoyed it. So well, because you do have that kind of those little breadcrumbs of the overarching story, kind mm-hmm. of sprinkle in every so often. Like when he fights Violator, and then the whoever the I don't know his name, the Satan shows up and makes. That was actually one of my favorite parts of the book. Was when Satan shows up. He's like, "You guys are mm-hmm. fucking morons. You can't kill each other. Stop it."
1: You know, it's like, it like I,
0: "You guys are brothers and..." Dads. Daddy stepping in to stop you guys from fighting that actually mm-hmm. was very enjoyable and also really, really huge use of all those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am was we go to next week's book. And that's kind of one of the problems I had. We'll talk about like you do was the self-contained episodes like that's I don't mind. it. It's like Monster of the Week in a TV series. But mm-hmm. even if we look like at Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it was Monster of the Week for the first season. And then it kind of turned into, hey, we're going to do something all in one. So mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm trying to decide, and you
2: guys can help mm-hmm. me cheese on this. I kind of like the idea that it was just a surprise of what book we're doing this week. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to actually tell everybody at home what book we're doing next week or not. We, did
1: I spoil well, it? Or, or do we want to, to it a little already?
0: But we can also move these around. We could move them around if we wanted to. If we don't, yeah. if we don't say order what we're doing, yeah, yeah, just like the episodes of some of these books we're reading. It does not matter what order they're in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe I won't say what we're reading next week. Maybe
2: I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. All right. All right. All right. right. Cool. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, join us next week for another book uh, themed after the Mai Tai. Uh, if we do them in order, I—I I mean, I don't know. I've read every book for this month, so I—I—I uh, uh, I, I was bored. Um, I'm still
1: waiting on mine to show up.
2: Yeah. Wait.
0: You look at you, overachiever.
2: Well, opera's boring. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's hard for me to pull up a book, but uh, I just was pulling up my laptop and reading whatever was available on Comixology, and three of the four books we do this month are fully available on Comixology Unlimited.
0: Mm. Oh, there you
2: go. So, I I read them while I was sitting there looking at, acting like I was working on my computer, but I was reading comic books. It It sounds sounds familiar, familiar. like
0: you've done that somewhere
2: else before. (laughs) I know, go figure. Yeah, back to the old days when I would get paid to sit there and read. So, anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, join us next week for a book to be surprising. Uh, and maybe we'll, we'll put be drinking my Mai Tai. Time. Yeah, just, there'll be a Mai Tai involved. That's all we can say. There's so, just a Mai Tai. Dun, dun, Mai tai. Dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, thank you, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. Wow, you hung him out to dry. <laughs> oh, boy, did I. Hung him out <laughs> Son of dry. a bitch.